Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on in this episode? Jordan Peitzman shaved his mustache. We're joined by Andrew Wiltsey. You can use our discount code OpenGuardCast25 for electric performance to get thick, mean, lean, and swole. These are all true. All right? I did not tell a lie. I do not tell lies. My name is Jake Watson. I am joined by Danny O'Donnell, Andrew Wiltsey, and Jordan Peitzman. Jordan, the proprietor of BJJ Woodstock. Andrew Wiltsey, the eater of more Panda Express than I think I've seen in my lifetime. Welcome both, uh, all three of you gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you for having me, man. You're, You're right. You don't tell lies. <laughs> I don't tell lies, dude. You have eaten more Pan Express than I have laid my eyes upon. Uh, so we are here um, to talk about today is uh, Tuesday. BJJ Woodstock is on what, Friday or Saturday? Uh, so the actual event is on Saturday. The The weigh-ins will be on Friday. Uh, we weren't able to get to the, the concert put together. There were some issues with the venue, but we're still going to have a really cool weigh-in show Friday night, uh, have the fighters weigh in, take photos, uh, do little interviews and stuff there to, to get some extra press going uh, leading up to Saturday. And then uh, Saturday night's the show. And you have uh, thrown a – originally it was going to be uh, William Tackett versus Aaron Harris, and then there was going to be – uh, the main event had to pull out, uh, which was unfortunate. <laughs> I I'm, I still feel bad about that because I was super excited about the show. But uh, now we have, I have Andrew Wilson. I have a belt for you back here. You and uh, Matt. One day, when one when day. when it's cool, I will definitely. And Matt Layton, if you're listening to this, know that. Uh, yeah, we'll have our match, but it's not like a an ill will type of thing. It's just like I feel like I would just hang out with that guy before the match, and then I would hang out with him again after. <laughs> that's what i did with john combs i literally was like i was hanging out with john combs and jits king i was literally like eating food talking about jiu-jitsu with him and then i had to go upstairs for five minutes i fought him he beat me and then i went to dinner with him so <laughs> that's it speaking of people who beat john combs that wasn't me andrew wiltsey congratulations on your last match man that was sick you are looking good and you're a part of this event too yeah i'm, I'm excited uh so originally it wasn't a four-man bracket it was just like super fights right Yes, sir. Yeah, correct. And then uh, we lost uh, Nate Fenton. He was forced to pull out of his match with uh, Pierre, and Pierre uh, was looking for a match. And we kind of thought that, that you know there might be kind of an opportunity there to to do a 185 pound bracket. So just kind of put the the bat signal out on the social medias, and uh, you know people tag people, and one thing leads to another. And uh, now we're here with a really great four man bracket on Saturday night that I'm uh, pretty excited about. And uh, so the the. Nate Fenton had to pull out of Pierre Olivier Leclerc. Man, what a what a name! But uh, uh, who's gonna replace Nate Fenton again? Uh, so Andrew Wiltsey is the one who will be replacing. Uh, oh, Nate that's Fenton. the four man bracket. Okay, cool. Yep. Sorry, I I don't know why I wasn't following there. My my brain shut off. But <laughs> uh, man, that's gonna be this is gonna be so awesome. Uh, Danny and I are freaking stoked. We saw that you picked up election performance. Smart move. Very smart move, Jordan Peitzman. Yep. Uh, we've, uh, we've, worked, we've, we've worked with them for uh, a handful of events now. They worked with us on Subspectrum 7 and 8 as well. So uh, Adam Bradley's coming back. So, yeah, we got him uh, on board again. Oh, and you have Alejandro from Daisy Fresh as well. Yes, indeed. We uh, we found him a match with uh, a pretty decent 185 purple from up in uh, North Dakota. It was a guy that was going to be here anyways. He'll be competing during the day tournament. Um, so he's a former or maybe current MMA fighter. So I think that'll be a really uh, tough and uh, interesting match as well. Yeah, and he's a cool dude. Andrew, how is uh, how's training with Alejandro? He seems like a like the way the way he talks about jiu-jitsu, That guy's passionate. I love talking about jiu-jitsu with Alejandro. Oh man, so 
I remember I was wrestling up on Alejandro the other day, and I made the mistake of getting into a body lock with him, and I had double unders, and I'm like, you know what? There's no fucking way, and then I got launched. <laughs> <laughs> like I said. Uh, he's just that guy. I, I can't win a fucking tie-up with him. If, if I'm like pummeling over-unders, double-unders, it doesn't matter. He's so good at just launching guys with his hips. Uh, That's awesome. And you, you can't fucking reach out for his wrist because of his duck unders. And then if you don't reach out at all, he's just going to snap your head down. And then when you pop up, he'll shoot. So his wrestling is fantastic. Oh uh, man. Recently they've been really diving into the, the leg lock game, like all, all hill hook reap entries, you know, the stuff that I just don't give a fuck about. So they're, <laughs> they're really going into that. And then I'm just going to do my guard passing stuff. Your buzz, buzz saw passing. <laughs> That's kind of what it looks like, man. Like I would, like when you when when you really get going, you're like the like a downhill like a snowball going down a hill. That's the thing about like your your passing is it just gets worse and it just seems to get faster. And I don't know how that works. It's almost like you're Benjamin Button and you're just getting younger as time goes on. <laughs> so fun fact, I didn't learn how to do a a leg weave until I was like a brown belt. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. So I had to jump around. <laughs> Dang. It was just because no one could defend your knee cut, so you didn't have to use the leg weave. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the knee slice and the leg weave and uh, all the jumping around outside passes, it just – like if like you were saying, if you let me get going on a chain, it's probably not going to be fun for you. But you know, better guys don't really let you get too many steps ahead. They'll lock you down somewhere and slow the pace down, and well, they can try, and then it's like a more technical match. Mm-hmm. So, Jordan, another question for you. You have this brown belt feature match at 200 pounds. Adam Bradley versus Nick Spacek. Now, do you know uh, – for those who don't know Nick Spacek, um, actually uh, doesn't compete very much uh, right now and hasn't been because he is running his own gym. But he actually is a very good Nogi competitor as well. He made it uh, – he injured his shoulder in the in the Nogi Worlds 2016. He beat me, and then he beat Levi Jones Leary. Uh, oh, wow. And then fought Flying Mateos. Flying armbarred me and Le- Levi oh the my same gosh. way, and uh, with a with one with one arm. So that guy, he's really really crafty, and I think this is going to be a more interesting match than some people who just look at the match and think, oh, I know Adam Bradley competes all the time. It's going to be an interesting match. I see Nick having a good chance actually. Yeah, and I think that's a really great match too. Uh, it's actually a match that I thought we were going to see at Subspectrum Six. I think we had a, a 185-pound tournament, and they were on opposite sides. And uh, I kind of thought they were the favorites at the time. But we had a, a former UFC fighter that was in there. He was giant. He was like 220 the day of the actual event, and uh, he just stalled everybody out and won an EBI overtime. And he actually gave—I think he gave like a couple hundred bucks to Adam Bradley after the match because he's like, oh, wow. he, li- he literally said like, "Sorry for fighting like a bitch. Here's some money." <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! That's awesome. Yeah, bucks. yeah. I was like, well, I, I mean, like that was the only time I ever really felt like shitty about handing a check to somebody. Like always, I'm excited. Like that time, I felt like fuck. Like I, I wanted to give it to Adam because he actually like tried to win the match, but uh, it was what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Adam Bradley, a former guest on our show, Danny and I had an amazing interview with him where uh, it was it was one of those interviews that are just super funny because Adam's just kind of a like a dry humor, funny dude, but. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've had a match with Adam Bradley as well. Great dude. That's going to be a cool fight. And uh, just looking at, like, I don't know, this this bracket is just super special. Uh, the other outlier in the bracket being William Tackett, who uh, right now I see him on his Instagram. He's working out, like, every single day, which is kind of – it reminds me a little bit of Andrew Wiltsey, uh, just pushing the pedal to the metal. Uh, do, you, do we have who's going to fight who? Or is it gonna be is it gonna be Andrew Wiltsey versus uh, 
Olivier, Olivier, and then Correct. William versus Aaron, and then the two winner of those two? Correct. Yeah, we're going to keep it the same. Um, part of the deal with bringing Aaron out was one of the promises was to get him a match with Tackett, something that he's really wanted. And with him winning, with him dominating our absolute tournament uh, last year, that was something that I wanted to grant to him. So I want to make sure that he still gets that guaranteed match. And if he wins, uh, you know, he obviously gets the winner of Andrew and Pierre. Beautiful. So, Andrew, are you familiar with the other three competitors in that little bracket? Uh, so generally I don't know anyone or anything about anyone. I don't really look my opponents up, but I've heard like, it, like everyone says, William Tackett's fucking amazing. You know what I mean? Like he, he's just a, a fantastic competitor, really good technique, pushes the pace. So he's like the kind of guy I want to go with, you know, I don't really like the guys that try to stall the match. I don't want a guy that'll open up and you know headbutt me and then we'll fucking really get it in. So he, he's like a, an awesome match. <laughs> like, and I, he's a really nice guy too. I've talked to him and his brother a couple times, mm-hmm. uh, so definitely looking forward to that. Um, I, I guess I'm assuming he's going to win his match because he seems like the, the more high-caliber qu- competitor in the bracket. You know, um, I don't know anything at all about my opponent. I think someone said he was a purple belt, but that doesn't really mean anything. Like some purple belts are fucking amazing, and some purple belts are missing some things. But okay, yeah, and I'm, Pierre, uh, Pierre is a two super tough purple belt. I can't believe he's still a purple belt to be honest. Uh, he's up there at TriStar, but uh, I know he he has plenty of wins over a brown, tough brown and black belts. So uh, mm-hmm. you know he's def, definitely no slouch in the bracket, even though he may seem like a may may look that way because he's just a purple belt. No, he and, was yeah he was a part no, of that not, third coast not, grappling Kumite, right? Yeah, yeah, he was in that one. Mm. Yeah, I think he had Combs first round. We all fought Combs. Everybody yeah. Combs. <laughs> except, for, except for Andrew beat him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody else we're talking about did not do well. And Andrew, uh, you know, we, we brought up EBI rules earlier um, being a part of the Adam Bradley match. What are the What is a rule set for this four-man bracket? So for the four-man bracket, and actually for all of the uh, the feature matches on the card, um, so title matches are going to be a 10-minute submission-only regulation. Uh, non-title matches will be a six-minute submission-only regulation. And then if there's no submission during the, the regulation, there's a three-minute timed uh, overtime. And uh, that's just with our, our normal scoring system that we use for the day tournament and any of our other uh, scored events. Does that so. score system differ like differ from like an IBJJF? What would it lean more towards? ADCC? Uh, it's, it's it's a little bit closer to ADCC points, but it's easier to score. Um, so you don't have to get like the hooks or put like pin someone's back for three seconds just to get a takedown uh, and things like that. Um, though the one difference, but from IBJJF is like a reversal of any kind, top to bottom is two points. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't have to come from a guard like IBJJF. Okay. Um, but other other than that, yeah, that, those are like the big outliers in the rule set. Otherwise, everything else is pretty similar. Um, and, and points are uh, exactly like ADCC. So like two points for the mount, uh, three points for a pass, uh, guard pass, three points for the back, etc. Okay, so it's leaning yep. a lot more towards ADCC. But uh, you know what's yep. funny, Danny? I just thought of this. We've had, we've been asking a lot of our recent guests like what their favorite rule set is, and I would love to hear Andrew Wiltsey's take on this. I was, dude, I was literally just gonna ask him like. I was gonna ask. Like, okay, strategy. so we talking about EBI. I will say, and I've been very outspoken about how much I hate EBI rules. I do not think they're good. <laughs> I think they're garbage. Andrew, do you have an opinion on rule set? You seem like the kind of guy that might just be like, whatever. I'm gonna go out there and submit a guy. But I would like to hear. Wait. Do you have a preference on rule set? 
sub only is honestly not really towards my strength because positionally I'm really strong. You know, I, I get a takedown or I get a sweep and I pass to the mount and go for the back. And I, I don't really prioritize jumping on submissions without having a good position to back it up. Mm-hmm. So like fight fight to win rule set is actually my worst rule set possible. You know, I mean, it's like if you if you attack my foot and then I come up and get out of it, you got a point and I don't get anything. That's not really good for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, EBI overtime just seems cancerous. And it seems like you're gonna get hurt. <laughs> it just seems yeah. stupid. Yeah. Uh, let me just start in this arm bar and hope you don't break my arm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. I, he was probably high when he made that. But uh, <laughs> ADCC rule set seems fine. I mean, the, the the point system being just a little bit different, but really similar. You know, just like less points for certain stuff, more for others. That's fine. I have no problem with that. So. Uh, I, I do like IBGGF rule sets though, but I think that's more that I've done it my whole career and I'm just really comfortable with it. Yeah, for sure. That, I pretty much mirror the same thing. I think ADCC rule sets just fine. I think it really leans towards wrestling and that's just by nature. I mean, it's not a, a misconception I feel is that ADCC is a jujitsu tournament when it's a submission grappling tournament. So it has to cater more towards a big feel of like Sambo wrestling, jujitsu and judo. So that's got to favor takedowns a little bit more, but uh, I think maybe, maybe the best too. rule set was the Royal that they did, where they if you pulled guard that you you'd be down a point, so you'd have the, the onus would be on you to try to get the sweep, you know, so you wouldn't mm-hmm. just get that positional advantage for pulling guard and being able to be lazy and work your sweeps. You're not using as much energy. No, now you have to work. So yeah, that, yeah that I, I like good. that. I like that because it favors like an aggressive guard player, whereas like like you said, you can't just get your grips or get a lapel grip or something, get an advantage and just hold the rest of the match. Like you actually have to score. Yeah, by by nature, it is less energy consuming to play guard, and if you're flexible, you use almost none, unless someone's really pressuring your guard. But then they're using a lot of energy too, so mm-hmm. making them have to open up and work, and they just can't just stall in their little lapel positions and fifty fifty makes more sense to me. Yeah, I, I absolutely abhor uh, 50-50 and installing, and, and I'm prejudiced for playing guard every day. Get called the butt scooter. It's like it's like being <laughs> attacked for. It's like I'm it's like I'm getting persecuted for being a guard player. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So Jordan, are there any other matches or uh, matchups on the on the card outside of the tournament that you're really looking forward to? Like we talked about Nick and uh, uh, who's Nick's opponent again? Nick Space again. Adam. And Adam, yeah. So are yeah. there any other matches like that that you feel are uh, going to be barn burners? Yeah, uh, our co-main, I think, is going to be a really exciting match. It's our uh, men's flyweight championship. It's a rematch, actually, of a semifinal matchup that happened during our 135-pound tournament that Juni Ocasio won uh, last year um, in March. La- yeah, March of last year. Um, so it's Austin. He's the one that made the finals against Juni, and then Nate Williams. It was our fight of the night at Subspectrum Seven. Um, I think there was probably 30 submission attempts throughout the match, um, and it was just a really, really high paced, a lot of wrestling, a lot of snap downs. Just a really, really exciting match, and that's uh, going to be a rematch for our 125 pound championship. So uh, that's one that I definitely would uh, would tell people to look out for because that one's going to be exciting. Wow. Yeah. And. Cool, uh, cool thing to note is for the absolute divisions, there's a cash prize. So that's more incentive for uh, people to have signed up and those who are going to – we're going to see some fire in the – are you going to stream the, the live or the live tournament too? Uh, during the day? Yeah. Uh, during the day, we won't 
uh, we we might actually. I don't know. We have all our we have all of our gears there, and if it's easy to do, we might just do those matches anyways. Um, mm-hmm. But the fo- the focus is definitely going to be on the showcase at night. We want to yeah. put a lot of our energy into that. But if if we do have the extra resources and the ability to stream those matches during the day, um, I, I know my uh, my head of uh, media operations would definitely want to do that. This is a sick title. Head of media operations. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to talk about like some of the uh, obviously with COVID going on and all that stuff, there's like probably been some challenges and some shakeups like putting putting the event together. So we know you've been working like super, super hard on on getting events and get or getting fights and and replacements and whatnot. But do you want to talk about like some of the challenges that you've had to overcome putting the event together? Um, the biggest thing has been questions, man. The number of emails of people that are like, what are your, uh, what are your precautions going to be? What are you doing? What are your regulations? But it's like, we, we have some of that stuff up online, but some people aren't able to find it. But, um, so that, that's just been the biggest thing is like at answering so many questions. But, uh, here in Iowa, things have actually, you know, they've stayed pretty steady. Um, you know, they're, they're the same as things were about two months ago. We're, we're only averaging one to two deaths per day. And I'm not saying that death's the only thing that matters, but it does seem that the, the pandemic has been controlled pretty well here in our state. Um, we don't have a lot of regulations other than the fact we did have to cut the capacity of the auditorium. Uh, the original capacity was 560 and we had to cut it to 250. Um, and I think we'll probably end up filling that. Um, so that, I, I don't think that's going to be a problem. Enough people want to come out and check this thing out. Um, that That's still going to be enough money to make sure that that everything gets done. Um, so for the most part, it hasn't been all that challenging. I'm very, very fortunate to be in an area where it hasn't really devastated us uh, like it has in other parts of the country. So uh, just really grateful for that. And just the fact that we can put on an event on Saturday night, because I know so many other people out there are not able to 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 do what their business does. And um, I'm really, really uh, grateful for the opportunity to do that. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be... Uh... So in light of uh, our... I want to give a shout out um, to uh, Kevin Bradley from Jiu-Jitsu Times because in light of our uh, – he sent me a message today just uh, letting us know that he was going to be the man on the mic, which is awesome. He's a, he's a cool dude, and uh, he is uh, the – he runs the podcast for Jiu-Jitsu Times, right? Yes, correct. Yep. And he is gonna he's gonna be doing a he's gonna be the man that is gonna be soothing your ears, which is sick because uh, as much as we would have loved that that opportunity, Arizona is just a little bit crazy. Uh, how is it down in Mount Vernon, other than at Daisy Fresh? Because I know that you guys are not scared of disease uh, <laughs> down at Daisy Fresh. Uh, uh, how how is it down there in Mount Vernon right now? Besides the murder rate. Uh, besides the <laughs> besides the murder rate, Mount Vernon has been almost completely untouched by the pandemic. Uh, I think we maybe had one or two cases total. It's just been such a unaffected area. I know St. Louis got it really bad, which is about an hour and ten minutes from us, but it just hasn't made its way here. Uh, we've got a bunch of friends that work at the local hospitals and teammates that work there, and they're like, we don't have any cases. So it hasn't been a huge priority for the town to take it seriously. Uh, very few people put masks on. I mean, I put a mask on because it's just polite, but it's, it hasn't been like devastating yet. And that's not saying it can't be devastating. You know, it could be just explode out of nowhere, but it hasn't been a problem. Yeah, that is fortunate. Arizona, Arizona, our governor, uh, for those of you who don't listen to us from Arizona and for both of you who may not know, uh, we've had like a lot of like uncertainty. Would you would you say was that fair to say, Danny? We've had like, a lot of like back and forth, not really knowing what's going to happen. And yeah, as far as the jiu-jitsu scene down here, that's difficult. 
Yeah, there was just a lot of back and forth. The governor, like things were closed and then things were open again. Then the cases skyrocketed and we became like the worst state in the country. So we had to close things down again. So it's good to hear that there's parts of the country that are, are doing better than <laughs> than us in some of the major cities. It's so, been weird. Andrew, do you want to talk a little bit about some of the fights you've taken recently? Because I think last time you were on the podcast, um, you hadn't had a fight to win match yet. So I think you've had two since then. So you just want to talk a little bit about like how those matches went and uh, what it was like competing for fight to win? So the the first match against Isaiah, they sent me this list of like five different people I could do as a matchup. They wanted to have all of my teammates on the card. They wanted me on the card. And I went through and I'm like, okay, well, I'll take this guy at 185. And they're like, well, we messaged him. He doesn't want to do the match with you. And then I was like, oh, what about this guy at 190? It was like, well, he doesn't want to do the match with you either. <laughs> I went through four opponents, and they're like, well, Isaiah will do it at 200. And I was like, fuck. All right. <laughs> and then I got out there, and I got put oh, in a heel man. hook five seconds in. And I was like, oh. son of a bitch. I'm the one motherfucker on the card that's going to lose because all of my teammates had won. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Uh, ended up getting out of that, and then – kind of positionally dominating him but in the fight to win rules i was still losing until i finally got on his back and choked him because like i said i don't really go for subs but i kept sweeping him and i kept passing him and it's just like it's it's not my strongest rule set and mm-hmm. then when i finally got the choke i remember thinking you are not getting out of this motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> and then i did the match against combs like i said i really had uh about a week's notice on that and I guess that's kind of how Seth does it, though. He just doesn't really give people a lot of time. You know, you don't get a month to prepare. You get like two weeks or a week. And that's fine. Like I said, I had to cut a little bit of weight. So what that really meant was like I had to eat really clean and drink distilled water and then do like a little workout session before we drove up to the weigh-ins. So it wasn't such a big deal. And then we remember we were, we were all at the hotel. And we saw John Combs out in the hot tub, out in the sun in Texas for like three hours, the day of the fight. <laughs> we were like, holy fuck, he's going to be exhausted. <laughs> so that was yeah, after wow. he had made weight already. Yeah, that was like the next day. He was chilling out in the hot tub in the sun. And I remember because there was a girl <laughs> down there, and, he, and she said that he was hitting on her. <laughs> like, oh, my oh, gosh. <laughs> he's, a, he's a really nice guy. So He's a character, it was really dude. funny. He yeah. is a character. He, uh, he, there was a fight that broke out when I was in Florida. And uh, it was in a restaurant. It was. It was. And I told the story on the show. And uh, and he goes to this to the like the people that are in a fist fight. And he's like videotaping them. And he's like yelling "World Star." <laughs> the, guy's, no, the guy is a the guy is a freaking character, dude. And it's just like it's so funny because I mean you fight him and he's like trying to rip your head off with a guillotine. Okay, actually I have a question. How much of a game plan? Because you said you don't study your opponents. You did a very good job. If you if you tell me you didn't study and you did that good of a job playing around the guillotine, I'm gonna be really upset. Everyone so, won't leave me alone. They just keep being, hey, listen, you got to be careful of John Combs guillotines. I'm like, I don't oh, care. <laughs> like, okay, stop okay. talking to me about this. Uh, yeah, I, but I like I said, I didn't want to go out there and wrestle him and get a takedown and then just get put in a guillotine and get tapped out because i did know his guillotines were really good and like cody Steele was talking to me he's like yeah you gotta worry about his guillotines like i mean literally everyone was going out of the way to tell me the motherfucker can only do a guillotine and i'm like <laughs> all right <laughs> well how about i just don't get guillotines <laughs> um so i mean game plan wise it worked out really great for me like his guard passing was not very technical and i was able to kind of easily sweep him a couple times and uh so one time he finally got back up. Everyone's like, "Why did you pull guard again?" I was because he had gotten back up to his knees to the point where we were wrestling, 
at that point. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't just push him back down. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to pull guard now and not mm-hmm. get guillotined. Well, it was very smart. And uh, it happened like – like I joke uh, about my match with Combs. My match with Combs did not go that well. Um, I just felt like I was very out of place, very uncomfortable in Nogi. And uh, seeing you go out there and like play very smart, uh, especially like – I don't want to say it's contrary to your style to – be a quote smart competitor because I know you're a very intelligent competitor, but it was like a, it was like a change of pace. Cause usually you're like, boom, 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 just breaking people down. But it seemed like you took like a really tactical, smart approach to the match. And I was like, oh, dang, like that was a really, that was a really great match. Like he totally went out there and played super smart the whole match. And it was really cool to see. After I passed him and mounted him and like got on his back and everything, I, 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 in my head, I was up. Okay. But the problem was, like I said, I cut a lot of, weight down to 180 because mm-hmm. i just wasn't close to that at the time i was in chicago having like i was training but i wasn't taking my weight super seriously so about when i mounted him i was like whoa my legs are tired <laughs> so that's why he was able to just kind of push me off and then uh like he he kind of once i ended up pulling guard again i'm like the only way he can win because he's never going to pass my guard ever because there's like two fucking people that know how to pass in nogi consistently and it's like gordon ryan and uh, someone else it's just it, the nuance to it is actually a lot higher than in the gi because you can't make the, like mistakes in your positioning and it's so much more important that using the gi you can get grips you know what i mean because even if you pass the outside it's like you're never going to get down unless you're already in the inside so the the passing system has to be a lot different and very few people are good at it and my legs are a lot more flexible than people are really ready for usually so it's like i know he can't pass me all he can do is jump on a hill hook like isaiah and he was tired too and there was just no way i was able uh so jacob couch is on my team right now and his heel hooks are incredibly strong you know i mean it helps you weighs 210 but like if he's attacking my leg i'm taking it super seriously and just the threat level of john combs versus jacob couch for heel hooks and leg entanglements and stuff it was so low that it was once i pulled guard again there was watching him kind of go side to side in his passing and not really know how to actually pressure me i was like i can't lose at this point there's no way all right. Yeah, so one of the things I thought that was really interesting about your fights was, like, your guard retention, like you were talking about. Like, it didn't seem like they were making any progress, either of your opponents, passing your guard. So did, does that, like, give you a lot of confidence going into the, the Woodstock tournament, just knowing that it's really difficult to pass your guard, so you can probably rely on that if you have to? It, yeah, that's lazy, though, and I, I don't really like to pl- play lazy if I can help it. There has to be a reason. I have to be tired, or I have to be, like, av- avoiding getting guillotined or something. Like, I would love if all my opponents just pulled guard on me and let me pass them, because then they're just going to die. Like, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> it's always so intense. There's dude. so many sound bites out of this that I want to pull. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, just the, the, this right now is the is the buildup. It's made wood and buzzsaw. Come on, dude. Woodstock and Andrew Wiltsey is a... It's a match made in heaven. Uh, we've got a, we've got a headline at the end if the, if if he's able to pull it off. We got a headline right there, Jake. Wood buds buzz saw. There's something there. Woodstock buzz saw. <laughs> no, I'm a, I, I'm not that I'm not that funny. I, uh, all right, so I have a question. This is a question is completely unrelated, but I feel like asking it. Uh, so you're obviously like the Pan Express thing is is a big like it's real. Like you really do eat that much Pan Express, which blows my mind. But and and with you being as good and athletic and the cardio you have to eat literally orange chicken, like I eat orange chicken and I feel like I'm actually gonna die. Like you joked about dying, <laughs> yeah, I dude, actually feel like I'm it's on the tough. brink of death. And I might get some now because, dude, it sounds good. But um, 
do you eat that before you fight or what do you eat like leading up to like like i'm talking if the fight's at night and you need oh lunch are you gonna go get panda express uh no because then i have no motivation to win (laughs) 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 no uh i actually don't usually eat on the day of the competition because i'm so programmed for my bgjf tournaments where you weigh in and they walk you out to the mat you know oh wow so Uh, so if it's at night you'll eat like really light through the day or you just won't eat at all i i I might end up just not eating at all because it's not really like like i I said i when i'm cutting weight i do like 50 hour fasts and i'm just used to not eating so it's not a big once you get used to it it's not a big deal at all when i'm trying to lose a lot of weight i can't eat panda express unfortunately and then i just kind of i'm just a miserable human being and no one likes me (laughs) (laughs) just playing a league of legends and daisy fresh like (laughs) ate everything I actually have a shed now, so I can escape everyone and be outside. And oh, that's true! I forgot you, you built. Didn't the have shed. the shed last time we spoke, so tell us about no. the shed. Uh, Congratulations on the move-in. Yeah, me yeah. and Bird were just kind of like, you know what? I think we just won a tournament, and we had some money from the tournament, like a thousand dollars. We were like, we should just build a box and live in it. And then Bird was like, Do you think we can? And I was like, I, I'm not the most you know mechanically inclined but i think we can figure this out <laughs> we you just, insulate it at all you guys are like it snows in mount vernon doesn't it yeah but it's 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 still summer i'm not really i don't plan ahead a lot honestly so what are you gonna do when winter comes along are you gonna insulate it or are you gonna like here's the thing though we don't we don't turn the heat on in the gym to begin with so it's like not having insulation to heat in the box is going to be literally no different at all but the laundromat at least has insulated walls Right, like there's still like insulation. So what that means is, okay, so we turn the heat on right before the classes, maybe an hour, an hour and a half before the class. We turn it off about halfway through class, and then it gets progressively colder and colder. So after class is done and everyone leaves, we've got maybe an hour, 45 minutes, where it's still kind of warm, and then it just plummets until it's the temperature outside. So it's no different. Man, you guys are like you're just sleeping is training at that point because you're just like (laughs) like the Wim Hof guy. I mean, we have so many holes in the ceiling, we can't even, you know, what's the point of running the heat? Man, at BJJ Woodstock 2, if there ever is one, hopefully there is one, because I want to go. If there well, ever is BJJ Woodstock a... 2, different title? Uh, well, we've got a name for the one next summer. Okay, what's it called? Is it BJJ Palooza? Uh, Can you nah, release well, it? Well, before I say it, I have to I have to give credit to Kevin Bradley, because he's actually the one that gave me the idea, but Chokechella. 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 <laughs> nice. Wow. Like All right, at Chokechella, you have to have Andrew Wiltsey give a uh, like a motivation seminar about like how oh, Wim Hof oh, does I'm or down. how like Blaine <laughs> did for like TEDx. It's gotta be like it's gotta be like one of those, dude. I want I would attend that. I'd be taking notes. You guys live like such a such a a crazy lifestyle that's like super inspiring because you guys just don't like it's just jujitsu, and it blow it baffles me. So uh, I'm like looking at this Woodstock bracket. We got okay. Let's let's break this down. We got a a kid who's not really a kid, William Tackett. We got a man. <laughs> we got a man who no. We got a man who went to college, learned a bunch about amazing stuff. Is basically a professor, and then decided to only do jujitsu. Aaron Harris. We have a French man, uh, who is like a purple belt that shouldn't be purple belt. Who's great, and then we have Andrew Wiltsey. Who now, if you're in the jiu-jitsu community, you know that name. You think of Panda Express. This is the gauntlet of champions, dude. This is honestly so such a sick four-man bracket that I think is like flying kind of under the radar, right? Like a little bit that it shouldn't be. 
Uh, maybe a little bit, but I mean, we just made the announcement this morning. Uh, there's, you know, a handful of articles that are being or have been written or will be written uh, in the next day. So I think the word's going to get out there. Uh, the stream is going to be so high quality that when people tune in, they're going to be sharing it with all of their friends. Like it's it's going to be uh, something that builds throughout the night, almost like, you know, our UFC moment when uh, Forrest Griffin and Stefan Bonner, you know, and everybody's calling their friends like, hey, turn on the TV. Like there's this crazy tournament that that's going on. Um, so, so that that's the vibe that we're looking for Saturday night. Are you gonna have uh, Mr. Star Lord on the mic too? Uh, yeah, he'll be he'll be jumping on to do some commentary and stuff. I know he's gonna be uh, coaching Aaron. I assume uh, he's one of uh, Aaron's uh, like you know manager or coaches, so he'll probably be working with him huh. uh, backstage a little bit. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll have some rotating guests. You know, after people come on, after they win them win their match, bring them down and uh, let them jump on the headset for a little bit and talk. Uh, I'll, I'll have a headset on. Obviously, some of those times I'll be muted and doing stuff with the stream, um, but other times I'll be chiming in with commentary as well. So, um, yeah, man, I'm just I'm just super excited. I'm super excited for the event too, man. Chokechella is gonna be sick too. We gotta get Andrew Wilson <laughs> back for Chokechella to experience the experience the summertime jam. Absolutely. I have uh, one more question for you, Jordan. So, was there any hesitancy in making this like a four-man tournament as opposed to just doing a super fight with Andrew? Um, was there like because, you know, sometimes when people do those super fight events, like it's it's kind of rare that they have like a tournament at the end of it. But I think I think it's amazing. But I was just wondering if there was any any trepidation on your part um, I, it, to make it happen. And, and for the like for the financials to work out for there to be enough of a financial incentive for the four guys to want to be a part of it. Um, it, it made more sense to, to just combine what the purses would have been um, for two individual matches and put them into into one so that we could actually give, you know, um, you know, both guys that win their first round match will be paid. And then the, the guy that wins in the finals will obviously get a, a much bigger payout. Um, so, you know, that that gets two of the four guys uh, guaranteed paid on top of, you know, tickets and the other things that we have going on. So uh, that, that's our goal is to try to pay as many athletes as possible on the card. Uh, we'd like to get to a point where we're not just paying the winners. We want to be able to to pay winners and losers because you know they're all a part of the the success of the event. Um, but yeah, that's that's the direction we're headed, and we're we're excited to continue growing. This is our our biggest event to date, and uh, we're really excited to to put on a show Saturday night. Can I just say, as an athlete, we appreciate that. <laughs> no, well, thank you. Look at that. Open guardcast bringing people together. <laughs> I'm just playing. No, but that's it's it's gonna be such a, an amazing event. We're obviously uh we're definitely we're honored by the way um to even like like we felt again we felt kind of bad when we couldn't make the event, but you've been so gracious and and understanding, and it means a lot to us as you know we're new to this whole media thing, and uh, we're trying to do our best to give everything to the jiu-jitsu community that we feel the jiu-jitsu community deserves, and uh, you're doing the same thing, man. We love your energy, and uh, it really means a lot. Absolutely. And I appreciate your guys' efforts with, uh, you know, doing the interviews with all the different guys, especially, you know, this one right here. We'll blast this out when you guys go ahead and post this one and uh, get everyone listening to this because I think there's some good stuff in here. Um, oh, so, but yeah, Again, I really appreciate everything you guys have done to pump the event up. I think a lot more people know about the event because of what you guys have done. So uh, thank you. Man. And, and when Danny told me, he's like, yeah, we're going to have Andrew Wilty on, too. I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, it's going to be a sick episode. Like, it's, yeah. it's always a sick episode with Andrew, man. It's so I was like, I have to message Andrew now that I know that he's on the card just to see if he would, he would do this. He told me, you know what's funny, Andrew? He told me, uh, he's like, hey, I'm just going to, like, call Andrew and see if he picks up. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> like, what if he's trading right now? Like, what if he's doing something? And Danny's just like, dude, well, let's just see. Let's just, like, let's just see. I'm like, okay. And then he's like, hey, yeah, Andrew's going to be on. I'm like, wow, how lucky is that? 
Yeah, like you're not even gonna exactly. not even gonna ask the guy if he has anything going on. Like, hey, you got <laughs> just just get on the show, okay? It's funny, dude. Awesome, Andrew. Did you have anything uh, anything else you wanted to talk about or plug before we uh, hop off the episode? Uh, I mean, if I'm gonna plug something, I can plug Panda Express and Show Your Roll. <laughs> Are you really sponsored by Panda Express? <laughs> no, no, they don't. I don't think they do sponsorships like that. But they yeah. did send me a giant box with a hundred fortune cookies and a little panda, and then a a, a panda gift card with like eighty eight dollars in it. So that's, that's that was great. a good week. <laughs> Sounds like sponsorship to me. Sounds a little bit like sponsorship to me, right? Like that's pretty close. Man, that's cool. I'm happy. I'm happy, I'm happy for you. I'm gonna have to get on the phone with Panda Express for this event. We're gonna figure. We're gonna put something together. Dude, <laughs> no, we'll see. I'm just messing. So, but. so funny. Actually, I, uh, real quick, when uh, when Flow Grappling was like harassing them, and then Flow Wrestling or Flow Wrestling got on board, and they made they made that post, and it had like 1,200 comments tagging Panda Express and Rose in the car, and I was like, guys, guys, it's fucking happening. <laughs> 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 that's so funny dude and literally like you know what's so funny is i, I like everybody that comes on our show andrew we are we want to become like friends with and we we become real big fans of so when we had you on the show danny and i loved that episode and i i don't know about danny but like i have like actually like now i eat i try to get like less pan express but like after that episode i ate pan express like four times dude yeah, like you definitely uh, you helped their uh their revenues 100 <laughs> percent. i ate more pan express than i thought i'd eat and i was kind of like at first i was a little disappointed in myself i was like come on jake like you're better than that like you're <laughs> but then i was like but you know what if andrew wilty's not above it why am i above it but your jiu-jitsu's gotten better my jiu-jitsu has indeed gotten better wow how do you there know you go. <laughs> how did he know that i'm scared that's funny dude all right cool so i think that's uh pretty much going to wrap up this episode jake do you want do you want to uh shout out some of our sponsors oh yeah for sure so uh yeah definitely a little bit of a shorter episode today we just wanted to pump up bjj woodstock we love it so much we're so excited for the event and how it's going to kick off um be sure to follow subspectrum so that you can get all the news about bjj woodstock follow andrew wiltsey andrew what's your instagram uh shoot i have no idea i think it's like andrew oh. wiltsey 46 or something <laughs> andrew dot wiltsey 46 i'll do it yes uh follow yeah. pedigo submission fighting at pedigo submission fighting uh all the daisy fresh guys are awesome we got a couple of them on the card uh if you want to follow all the athletes competing at bjj woodstock head over to their instagram they have a bunch of posts and they have all the sponsors that you can follow including election performance i'm not gonna do it um for this episode <laughs> come up with a better one next time but you can use our discount code openguardcast 25 go over to election performance and get thick mean lean and swole and if you want to squat more you know what here's a good idea go to the gym if your gym is open in your state crank out the heaviest set of squats really get those glutes pumped and then go eat some orange chicken with some white rice or whatever go to andrew Woods' instagram send him a dm what should i eat post-workout he'll tell you uh thank you so much agro brand high tier photography chill fit cryo uh ooh, a little bit of a brain fart. Matakaba BJJ, Marcio Andre, and all you guys who support us and love us, thank you so much. We are going to be posting this uh as soon as possible. It'll be up on Instagram, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a lot of other apps, including Anchor, hopefully. So uh yeah, that's it. Jordan, do you have anything else you'd like to add, perhaps? No, nah, man, just uh, tune in Saturday night. We've got a really, really special card for you guys, and I uh, hope you guys all enjoy it. I've put a lot of work into uh, putting together something that can kind of get you guys to escape from the bullshit for, you know, even if it's uh, 
you know, if you're just watching the stream a couple hours, if you're coming to the event, maybe a couple days. Um, and I'm, I'm ready to share that with all of you. So uh, just check it out, bjjwoodstock.com. The stream is on Facebook. Is that correct? Uh, it'll be on YouTube, on, on the YouTube. Subspectrum okay. YouTube channel. Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks so everyone sick. for listening. Yeah, we're super excited. We're definitely going to be watching on YouTube and uh, definitely check it out. So thanks everyone for listening. This was episode 42 of the Open Guard Cast uh, covering BJJ Woodstock, and we'll see you guys soon.